everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. So glad you're here. Greetings from me and my cat, who you can see if you're watching the video of this. <laughs> but um, today we're going to do another Q&A podcast episode, and I love these. I think it's just really fun to sit down, get chatty, grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's just dive right into this. I asked you guys on Instagram if you had any questions for me, and I'm just going to pick a few and see where we go. The first one is, how do you work through seasons of depression? I thought this was a really great question because I've shared my story quite a bit on the podcast. You know that I have struggled with depression and mental health all throughout my life. And if you want a deeper dive on this, I I write about this primarily in my book, Waking Up, Living Open. It's all about my story with um, depression and anxiety and eating disorders and suicidal thoughts and just how... I started my process, I would say, of overcoming and healing from all of that, but it's not something I feel like I've mastered for sure. Um, I actually have struggled with mental health in the past year, and I would say um, in a different way than I ever have before. As you guys know, I had several miscarriages last year, and it really... Um, my faith took a hit and we'll get more into that. Um, but also my mental health took a hit because not only is your body going through physical trauma, but you are feeling the emotional and the mental strain of that because the miscarriage is hard enough on his own. I mean, any struggle physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, any struggle is hard enough on its own. Right. But I'm also a wife and a mom. Like I have a toddler who needs me. And so it's not like I could really slow down and just lay in bed all day the way I wanted to. I still ha had to show up every day for my family. And, you know, I was working an office job last year and it was just hard. Um, but it got to a point for me where I was talking to my counselor, which it, this is number one, I would say is just meeting with a counselor, meeting with a therapist or somebody that you trust who can walk you through that. I recommend a counselor like a professional because it's somebody that can give you practical tools and then also help you understand mentally what's going on and maybe some things that may help you, um, kinds of therapy, medications, you know, whatever that may look like. But um, I was really processing through my losses and I mean, the other things that I was going through last year with my counselor. And I was explaining that, you know, I've experienced depression before and I was on medication for it when I was in high school. But how I felt last year was very different than anything I had experienced before. And what I mean by that is when I was experiencing depression in high school, it was very deep and dark and sad and overwhelming. And like I just like I hated myself. I hated my life. I just that was the space that I was in. And it just felt like sad and hopeless. Now, last year, it, w it took me a long time to realize that I was struggling with maybe some more serious mental health problems because it didn't feel like sadness. It just felt like, like a total lack of motivation. Like I, I felt like I had nothing to get out of bed for. I felt like nothing was getting better, that I had no hope, like no future. And so what's the point? And I just... I didn't want to do anything that I enjoyed anymore. Like it was really a struggle to get up and eat. It was a struggle to make plans with friends. You know, I really 
all I wanted to do was lay in bed all day and do nothing and talk to nobody. And so it was a really different experience of depression. Um, but I think that, I mean, after talking to my counselor, we really did discuss that that's what it was. And so what we decided for that season was to obviously continue processing through it in counseling sessions. But I got to a point where I was struggling pretty badly last year, actually a year ago, about um, February, March. I was really just not doing well after my first miscarriage. And so we decided that the best next step for, you know, temporary or how, however long was to try getting back on medication for a little while. And so that's what I did. And I have been on antidepressants for, I don't know, like maybe the past six months or so, maybe a little more. Um, but it really has helped me. And I don't plan on being on them forever. But what what I usually say when I'm trying to explain for to people how it has helped me in this season of my life is that it has lifted me enough out of the mental fog to be able to process my pain and heal it. Because before, I could not even process how I was feeling because I just I had absolutely no motivation. I didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want to talk about anything. It was really hard on our marriage and my my relationship with our son and my friendships. And, you know, like I just, it, it affects everything when you're struggling with any kind of mental health um, struggles. So that's how I've been processing lately, but I am doing really, really well. We've found a dose that works for me. And then also I, I, I don't attribute it just to medication. I mean, we have been very prayerful about next steps throughout this process. So I meet with mentors regularly who are praying for me. I ask for prayer. I've become very open in my relationships. Like when I'm struggling, I know that I can tell my husband and he will help me meet the need, whether it's rest or, you know, I just need a little bit of extra time to get work done in a day, or, you know, I just need some space or, you know, like whatever that looks like communicating my needs has helped a lot. I know that's something that's hard to do sometimes when you're struggling with depression because you may not even know what your needs are. Like I said, if you if you can't even process how you're feeling, it can be a struggle. But I would say maybe talk to somebody if you're struggling with depression right now or any kind of mental struggle, um, talking to somebody, going to see a counselor. And I know that money can be an issue here. Um, I'm actually really blessed. I may have said this on the show before. I can't remember. But I'm really blessed to be able to go to a counseling center in Burleson here where they they kind of do pay what you can. They make it really affordable for people, which that's a whole other topic we could spend days discussing is I wish that mental health care was affordable and accessible to everyone. Like that should not be something, something that people don't have access to because they can't afford it. That just makes me so frustrated. I will stop before I get started there, <laughs> but um, there are definitely resources that are more affordable. I have a friend who does online Christian therapy, um, so so there are options. If you need help finding one, let me know, and I'd be happy to help you, but definitely talk to somebody. I don't think you should get on medication right away. That doesn't solve all the issues, but talk to somebody who has enough knowledge and expertise to guide you along next steps because it may just be you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. It may be, you know, you need to like 
get outside more or just like do something each day that just helps you find your motivation again. It may just be a funk. It may be something that's temporary that you just need to talk through and process through and pray through. But I never want to discount that. Like we should take mental health seriously. You know, like I, I think this is something we should be proactive about so that we don't get in a spiral and then we realize, wow, this has gotten really bad and I don't know what to do. So that's why I stay in the habit of talking to people about it and going to counseling and being very honest with Christopher and other people who are close to me. And that helps a lot. So that was a long answer to the question, but hopefully something in there was helpful. Next, what is my dream job? I love this question. You guys know that I love to dream and talk about these kinds of things. But if I am being totally honest, my my dream currently would be to grow this podcast and to continue growing my platform so that this could be my full-time career. Like I absolutely love getting to share with you guys in this format and I love being able to give space for other women to share their stories and their knowledge and their process with all kinds of things that have to do with living every day with purpose and talking about things and questions that come up in faith or church life. Like I, I, I just love it more than anything. And it has really been just a growing passion. The more that I do it, the more I'm like, man, this is what I want to do. If I could add anything to that, like ideal dream world would be to um, just continue growing in my knowledge of trauma and be able to share more. I have plans to write about more things and to, I I mean, I would love to speak at more events. I am so excited because I do have opportunities coming for that and doing the in-person bywords events. Like I would just love to continue doing more of what I'm doing. Basically. I'm really, really blessed. And I, I recognize what a privilege it is to be able to say that I am doing what I dream of doing and I want to do it well. I think in addition to that, I would love to continue doing this in a way that is you know, that can financially support my family. And so I can spend more time with our kids and just everything. Like just, I want to be a present mom. I want to be a present wife. I want to be able to travel and and ex- experience all the beautiful things of life um, and not be tied to my job. You know, like I want to be a mom that is working and doing what she's called to do, but never sacrificing family for the sake of that, if that makes sense. So yeah. I would say that I'm I'm doing it. I just want to be able to grow this and continue doing it more and more. All right, the next question is, what are your thoughts about God after your miscarriages and has it wavered your faith? Kind of going back to the first question, yes, it has definitely impacted my faith. Um, at first, it was in a very, very negative way. And I've talked about this before. Um, there are some episodes previous that I have kind of discussed a little bit more about how I really had to work through a lot of doubt and questions that I had about my faith and about God while I was struggling with my miscarriages and walking through all of that. Um, But at the end of the journey, like that we've walked so far, at least, um, I can say that it really has strengthened my faith. And I feel like it's just, here's how I would explain it. Like, I view every challenge, every trial, if you want to call it that, like every struggle that we go through is an opportunity 
that will either turn us from God or draw us closer to him. And that's our choice. And so at first I completely turned away from God and was like, how could you let this happen? Like I've been through enough. I don't want any more testimonies. I don't want any more stories to tell. I'm good. Like you're supposed to be good. Why are you not coming through? And I mean, the second and third loss, like kind of just solidified those things. But after my third loss, I may have shared this a little bit, but it really just came down to, for me, this realization that I do have a choice and I am not going to let the enemy steal anything else from our family. I'm not going to let him steal anything else from me. And so I get to choose what I believe. And I am going to believe that God is good despite my circumstances, um, regardless of how I feel. Like I am not going to let my feelings influence the way that I respond to my God. And it's a faith thing, right? Like that requires faith to be able to say, God, you're good, even when my life is anything but, <laughs> you know? And so it's just become something for me where I have tried doing the seasons of, you know, hard struggle, like walking through a miscarriage. I've tried to do it without God. I've tried to do it on my own. And it's just a big old mess. Like there's no hope in that at all. And that's kind of what led to my experience with depression is like, I did not want to pray during that time. Are you kidding me? Like the the last thing I wanted to do was like crack open my Bible and like praise God for his goodness. But after several months of just being really angry with God, if I'm being honest, I just realized I don't want this life. Like I, I would much rather struggle with God and have questions to wrestle through with him than struggle without God and just feel resentful and angry and bitter for the rest of my life. Like that to me was just not worth it. And the big difference for me here that has changed my faith entirely is that I have hope with God, regardless of what my life looks like or how I feel. And without God, I don't have anything to hold on to, you know, like there's no hope for me outside of him that I have found. And so really, I think that's been the biggest transformation of my faith and I'm grateful for it. Do I wish that I like, do I want to go through another miscarriage? Absolutely not. I hope I never do. Like I hope I wish nobody ever had to, but I have made the choice to let it be something that draws me closer to God rather than away from him. And same with Christopher. Like I've just, Every challenge as well affects your marriage. It affects everything, you know? And so you have to let it be something that draws you closer to the people in your life and to the Lord. And that is how I have made it through. Like, that's all I can say is like, thank God that he never left because I cannot imagine where I would be today if I hadn't decided just to take one step back to him, you know? Next question. What is your favorite thing about podcasting? What a fun question. I have not really talked too much about my podcasting experience besides my journey of just deciding to start it and then finally starting, but I absolutely love podcasting. It is, I think besides writing, it's my favorite thing I have ever done because it's so special. I mean, I could go on and on about this and I, I have a lot of people who ask me questions about podcasting now. And so if you want an episode that's just about podcasting, let me know. I think that'd be a really fun one to do because I really have become so passionate about it. But there are a few things that I absolutely love about podcasting that I think are so special and unique to this kind of platform. 
Number one, there is no algorithm with podcasts. The people who want to listen to my show will see the new episodes every single time. And that is a beautiful thing. I, I love that so much because I have fought an uphill battle with Instagram for a very long time. And you know, like 5% of my followers may see what I post on a regular basis. But with podcasting, not only is it algorithm free and very visible for the people who are following you, but it is kind of an exploding industry right now. So many people are starting to podcast, especially because now there are video options for podcasting. And it just seems like that's the way our world is moving. Like we want content that's easily accessible that you can access on the go. Like it's just, there's so much about podcasting that is good that I love. But for my personal experience with podcasting, I think my absolute favorite thing is the experience I get to have with the guests on my show. I have just, I mean, this is something I'm really proud of, but I think that I've really come up with a really good process for honoring my guests and helping them feel comfortable sharing their story because you guys know we talk about some vulnerable stuff on here and these people who are coming to share with you on my podcast, they are like willing to show up. And honestly, like most of the time we're total strangers. Like I'm meeting a lot of my guests for the first time when we are recording our podcast interviews, but it has been so sweet that podcasting has helped me make new connections and create new friendships and just learn from so many other women as well as giving them a space and a platform to share what they know and share their story. And that has been such a special thing. Like I love it more and more. It's so funny. Every time I sit down to record an interview, I'm like, that was the best one ever. This is the best episode we've ever done. And then I have another interview and I'm like, that was the best one ever. Like it just gets better and better every time. And it's so much fun. I literally could go on and on about podcasting. So let me know if you want more of that. Here's a little sneak peek that I'll share with just my podcast listeners. I actually am developing a podcasting course. So if you are interested in podcasting and you want to know more, shoot me a DM because I may or may not have an option for people who are interested to be able to get that like kind of as a test run. So let me know what you want to hear about podcasting and I will happily provide all that information because it's so fun to now teach what I've learned. Not that I'm an expert, but I have learned a thing or two in the process. Okay. The next question is, do you think you'll write more books? This makes me so excited because I absolutely want to write more books. I've actually been working on one for a very long time. And when I say working on, I really just mean like I have a gigantic list of notes in my phone, like on the notes app of things that come to mind, like as I'm listening to podcasts or sermons, or if I'm reading something, I've just like built this huge store of information of things that I want to write about in this book that I'm working on. And I'm really hoping that it will come out next year. <laughs> Y'all, it's it's a very different season writing as a parent to a toddler, but I am, like I said, with my dream job situation, you know, I am pursuing doing the podcast more and a big goal of mine is to continue to let it grow so that I do have more freedom and time to focus on writing again. All of that to say, I absolutely do want to write more books. Hopefully one will be coming soon, but I know at some point, at some season, when the time is right, I will get back to writing again, which makes me so excited. Who knows? Maybe I'll get back to blogging in the meantime. I do write emails every week. Maybe I'll do more of that. Like if you don't get my weekly emails, 
you should definitely subscribe for that because it's a fun little love note to your inbox every week. But um, yes, definitely want to write more. I love writing. My first love and I'll never be able to let it go. Okay, let me let me get a little sip here. Y'all don't even know. Podcasting? Y'all get to hear the pretty part that I've edited out all of my random, like clearing my throat and saying stuff that I'm like, wow, that was so stupid. Um, <laughs> but you just like, you know, you talk a lot on these things. So anyway, y'all are just getting the unfiltered version today. Let's wrap it up here. Let's do a fun one for our last question. It is going to be, um, okay. What are some of your goals for this year? This is so fun to talk about kind of, we're almost mid year. And so I, you know, I started this year with a lot of really good intentions and goals. And, you know, like I did my vision workshops at the beginning of this year, which is so much fun. And so it was really neat for me to dive in and think, you know, I really have grown a lot and I feel like I'm in a sweet season where my faith is really healthy. Again, my body is getting healthy. Our family is in a really sweet spot. Um, and things are just in a, like, I feel like honestly, finally, I'm like ready for a good year. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm like very grateful that things are going well this year. And I, I can say like, I, I'm looking at my list of goals right above me on my little vision board in our room. And I'm so grateful. Like it's only March when I'm recording this and already so many things I can check off of my goal list for this year. Like trips that I want to go on, um, things I want to do. Like I'm launching in-person events for ByWords that have been so beautiful and so special. Um, donating to causes that I love. Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but all the money that I make from my book sales and from podcasting, like anything, I, I love to give back. And I talk to you guys about this all the time, but I want to be somebody who practices what I preach. And you guys know that I'm so passionate about human trafficking and so many things I could go on and on, but I love to give back. So I support traffic 911 with my business, which you guys have probably heard me talk about, but they are absolutely incredible. They are a local organization in DFW who help youth, like young kids, minors who are coming out of sex trafficking, like right here in our neighborhoods. And so every month I am supporting them and I am so thankful that I'm able to do that. So I have a goal of just being able to give away more and more and more. Like I would love, like, this is kind of like a silly goal, but no, it's not. I actually really love this. And it's so cool because Christopher also is really passionate about giving, giving back. And we would just love to be able to donate millions of dollars one day. Like that, that would be the dream. Like we just want to be the ones who are like, <laughs> okay, we're just going really deep here for a second. This is kind of vulnerable to share, but it's special because um, when Christopher and I first got married and we were talking about our goals with money and finances and I mean, y'all, let's be real. We're nowhere near millionaires right now, <laughs> but um, it was just so sweet because when we were starting to talk about our goals with money from the beginning, it's always been so, so clear to both of us that we just want to be people who have the resources to meet needs whenever one arises. So if somebody needs a place to stay, we want to have a house with a guest room where they can come and have a safe place to stay for however long they need. Um, if somebody needs a car, like we want to be the ones who are like, Hey, we have the resources, like we'll get you a car, you know? And it's a, that's a big dream. Like that's a really big dream. And like I said, we're a long way from that, but something I have learned in the process with generosity is 
that you don't have to wait until you have a million dollars to give away or to bless people. You know, like the first step to giving away a million dollars is giving away a dollar, right? And so there have been so many times where it's like, man, I want to do more, but I can still be generous if it's paying for someone's coffee. Um, it can be generous to like write somebody a note or sh- or spend time with somebody, you know? And so I, we've just learned to look at generosity in a different way. And so kind of circling back to the question, one of my big goals this year is just to give more and to make a greater impact with whatever resources I can, whether that is teaching about podcasting or hosting vision workshops for people who are social workers or, you know, like women coming out of jails, like in a halfway house. I just want to be available for that kind of thing, which is why I want y'all. I'm just like giving you my whole heart on a platter here today, but I just really want this podcast and um, my platform to grow so that I have more opportunities to do big things like that. That I think is my biggest goal this year is just to start, or I would say continue in that growth process, like whatever that leads to and however God lays out the path. But besides that, something practical would be, oh my gosh, this is a goal. I'm so over the moon, like excited, like can't even like explain how crazy this is that I get to cross it off of my list this year because this has been on my list of goals for the past five years, okay? So, little backstory. I did Youth with a Mission, YWAM, when Christopher and I were dating. If you're not familiar with YWAM, totally fine. It's just basically a short-term mission school for young people who want to get out into the mission field and travel and just like spread the gospel. And it's a short-term thing, like I said. So we did three months in LA and then we did a three months doing outreach. So this is when I was in Greece and France. And during that time, you are with an, a group of girls, which was my school. It was an all-girls school. And so you're living with these people 24-7, just doing life. And I made a friend there who has continued to be one of my closest, dearest friends. Like she's my person. If you watch Grey's Anatomy, like she's my person. And she came and she was a part of our wedding. And I haven't seen her since because she lives in Australia and I've never been to Australia. And every year, my biggest dream on my goal list is to go and see her. And we were planning on taking a trip next spring to go and see her as a family because have I told you all this? We had tickets to New Zealand for 2020. So COVID year. And obviously we had to cancel those flights and we were not able to go. So we didn't even make it out that way. Very heartbreaking, but we got a full refund. Thank you, Jesus. And so we've just been trying to find a way to get out there because it's so expensive. But you know, Christopher, if you don't know, my husband is like the wizard of finding cheap flights. And this is how we've been able to travel quite a bit. He finds these insane cheap flights and he actually found one recently for Australia round trip that was like unheard of cheap. And so he was like, hey, what do you think about going to Australia? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. You know, I'd love to. Like I literally tell you every day, I would love to go to Australia and see my friend. (laughs) Like this is my dream. And he was like, well, what do you think about going in April? I was like, wait a minute. Are you being for real right now? Like I'm about to pass out. Are you being serious? And he totally was. And so he is literally the best husband ever. Like he bought me a ticket for a trip to go see my friend by myself. Like this, this man is staying home with our toddler and working like to allow me to go on this trip to see my friend. And I am just like 
I literally cried when he told me that. Like I couldn't believe it. So I would say that is the goal that I'm most excited to check off of my list this year. Besides maybe one other one that I will tell you guys about soon. But yeah, like we're just trucking along this year. A couple of other random things that might be fun are I really want to mentor somebody. I've never like full on actually mentored somebody, but I have been mentored regularly like for the past several years and I just love it. I think it's such a special relationship to pour into somebody that way and I'm at a point now where I'm like okay I think I would love to commit to being that for somebody so I'm praying about that but I think that would be really cool um my reading goal for this year is 60 books <laughs> y'all I read over 100 last year but I nearly killed myself trying to complete that at the end so <laughs> this year we're taking it easy especially because I've been in school and just you know like not feeling great physically working through a whole bunch of stuff um, but my goal is 60 this year. So I think we can do it. I'm doing good so far. And now that I have some travel coming up, I'm sure I'll have a lot of plane time where I can knock out some books on my Kindle. I'm literally so excited. I could cry again right here with you. But anyway, those are some of my goals. We're getting kind of off topic here. I should probably just wrap it up because I feel like we're in just like full on coffee date mode where I could just continue spilling my guts to you, but I don't know if that'd be beneficial or if you'd want to sit here and listen to that. So <laughs> let me just close it up right now. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. Like truly, I don't say it enough, but I am so grateful that I get to do this podcast. I, it blows me away all the time. Like I literally cannot believe that I get to do this podcast and share the things that I get to share with you and have the people on the show that have been on the show. Like I just feel honored. Like it knocks the breath out of me on a regular basis because I feel so lucky that you would even sit down and take the time to listen to my voice on a regular basis. <laughs> so thank you so much. I'm excited. I would love to hear some of your goals for this year. Send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. Send me a DM, screenshot this episode, let me know you were here and maybe answer these questions. Like what's your dream job? I would love to hear from you. So send me a DM. Let's be friends. I will see you guys soon. I love you. Have a great weekend and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.